Hello and welcome to Mountainside with Marysville Church of Christ. My name is Bishop and I'll be your host today. We've been going through the most radical words ever spoken, the Sermon on the Mount given by Jesus. Now on the surface, this sermon may sound almost simple, easy. But when you start breaking it down, you realize that this sermon is anything but easy. It's radical, life-changing, challenging. We find ourselves today in Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 17. Don't suppose that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I didn't come to destroy them. I came to fulfill them. I'm telling you the truth. Until heaven and earth disappear, not one stroke, not one dot is going to disappear from the law until it's all come true. So anyone who relaxes a single one of these commands, even the littlest ones, and teaches that to people, will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Yes, let me tell you. Unless your covenant behavior is far superior to that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never get in to the kingdom of heaven. So right off the bat, I want us to notice a couple of things. Jesus began by offering a promise to the Jewish listeners in this sermon that his intent and purpose wasn't to shatter the old law, but to perfect it, to bring it to its fulfillment. See, the old law, as Paul would later write in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, was simply a glimpse of God's plan through the clouds. It was the shadow of what was to come, he writes in Colossians. And so here we see in fullness what the commands of God actually are. And Jesus gives them to us in the Sermon on the Mount. What Jesus is starting with is saying, I know what I'm about to say to you will shatter your worldview. The words I'm about to say are going to be challenging. But I need you to know that this was always the purpose of the law, to be challenging and transformative. Though it hadn't been for some time, the ideal of the law never changed. Designed to bring out the best of who we are as people. And designed to transform us from our spirit on. There's a couple of notes I'd like us to take away from this short little passage here. First, I want you to notice in verse 19 when he says, anyone who relaxes a single one of, and then notice what he says, these commandments. Well, what commandments? The ones that he's about to give us. He's telling us that the central point to being a child of God is obeying these coming commandments. The entirety of the law and the prophets, in fact, point to this moment where Jesus reveals the nature of the law hidden behind the letter of it. The nature of what it is to be a child of God. And not to show my hand too much, but consider what that looks like in practice. We're going to see things like non-retaliatory behavior, a complete respect for the opposite gender, a covenantal promise between man and woman, We're going to see a devotion of friendship 
of love, of forgiveness, of grace, and of mercy. Those are the ideals by which the old law was supposed to hang on. But in recent years, Jesus noticed that the Pharisees had taken the letter of the law so far that it destroyed the spirit and nature of the law. And so now he's taking it back. He's taking back God's commands away from the religious, away from the hypocrisy, and into the ideal. But notice that it's important for us even today, for whoever relaxes one of these commands, what he's about to tell us, is in trouble. And notice the word choice there, relaxes. He's not even talking about those who outright deny what he's saying is even if you relax it, even if you make it less radical, less transformative, you've missed the point. And guys, let me be honest and say that I think so many of us do just that. We take these radical, transformative, paradigm-shifting lessons and we relax them. Jesus says, do this. And we follow him and say, okay, yes. But actually what he meant was just do a little of this. No. For anyone who relaxes, relaxes, even the littlest of these commands will be the least in the kingdom of heaven. I asked you last week to go ahead and read ahead through the Sermon on the Mount. If you did, great. If you didn't, I encourage you to do it this week before next week's. And I want you to consider every time you read a command that Christ gives, I want you to ask, are you living it? Or are you relaxing it? Are you following it to its fullness? Even when that fullness takes you into radical self-sacrifice or into transformative behavior, even if that fullness of the law takes you into places you're not comfortable going or pushes changes in your life that you're not ready to make, Jesus is clear. Don't hesitate. Don't hold back and don't relax the law. The second thing I want us to take note of in this passage is also in verse 19 when it says, for even if you do relax it and you teach it to people, you will be the least in the kingdom of heaven. He goes on to say, but anyone who does them and teaches them will be great in the kingdom of heaven. But notice something very interesting here. Both of these are in the kingdom of heaven. Christ is using ridiculously inclusive language. If you are someone who's struggling to understand or ascertain or do the law, he's not kicking you out of the kingdom of heaven. He doesn't say here, if anyone relaxes these laws and teaches them the relaxed version, then they are out of the kingdom of heaven. What he says is you are the least in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus made an effort to use non-exclusive language whenever he could to show that the kingdom of God is a kingdom based on mercy and grace, inclusiveness and acceptance. Now, notice, though, at the end of this passage, who's not included in the kingdom of heaven. Yes, let me tell you, unless your covenant behavior is far superior to that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. The only party excluded from the kingdom of heaven 
is not the prostitute that was listening to Jesus teach, nor was it the little child who was struggling to even understand the basics, nor was it the Gentile. No, the only person, the only group of people that Jesus outright condemned is the religious elite. It's the Pharisees. It was the Pharisees who were excluded from the kingdom of heaven. If there is ever something that should wake us up, especially conservative Christians predominantly in the Western world, it should be passages like that. For far too long, we have all struggled with just that, relaxing the laws and teaching them, but not even relaxing the laws, bypassing the laws and creating our own, or taking the laws of Christ and mandating them into a checklist and missing the nature of the law. We, like the Pharisees, find ourselves pursuing the letter of the law instead of the spirit of the law. And if we're not careful, we might find ourselves excluded from the kingdom of heaven that God is trying to bring on earth. A lot of powerful teachings in four simple verses. A lot of challenging teachings in four simple verses. Would you say, would you say that you are living a relaxed version of the Sermon on the Mount? Or are you living it to its fullness? And would you say, that you find yourself, as Jesus said here, the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, the least in the kingdom of heaven, or a Pharisee standing on the outside looking in. These are constant reminders that we need to ask ourselves, difficult as they may be to handle and wrestle with. They are nonetheless true and important and challenging. As we leave today, consider this. Last week, we asked, are you distinct? This week, I want you to ask, how distinct are you? Are you following the commands of Christ? Or have you become swept away by the letter of the law? I look forward to next week. God bless you.